Welcome to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast, where a few friends sit down every two weeks to play some games and record the fun for you, the listeners. Please enjoy as we meet our other player, Brit, while our characters get ready for a new adventure in Episode 2, Introductions and Outset. Alright, welcome to the second session of Star Wars Age of Rebellion. Originally titled Heir to Hope, but I found that to be a bit too tongue-trippy for me every time I was saying it. So I am using my own option of renaming and whatnot, and this game is now called Heir to the Rebellion, which makes it even more of a tongue-in-cheek reference to Heir to the Empire. Since we still not quite sure how we're going to do this part, we're going to follow the same format and going around the room. Everyone say who you are and what you're playing. So my name is Jamie, and I'm the GM. I wrote and am running this game. I'm Ryan, and I'm playing Jad Lackbreath. I'm Jason, I'm playing Vec Tilma. My name is Alan, and tonight I will be playing Gar Dolo for you. I'm James McManus, and I'm playing a droid soldier, O or Zero B1. I'm Brittany Sparrow, and I'm playing a character named Cassia Wakewait. I'm Andrew, I'm playing a Davik Ulat. Excellent. Alright, so before we get started into the game, let's find out if the force is with you or against you today. Everyone, please roll me a force die. That is the white thing with the number of dots on it. One dark. Dark. One dark. Two dark. <laughs> you serious? One dark. Oh my god. <laughs> One dark. Oh my god. So karma comes back on my side after our last session. And on that note, I have already rolled our obligation and duty rolls for this session. Duty did not trigger. However, every one of you is going to be dropping your strain threshold by two. Ryan, you are going to be dropping your strain threshold by four. Oh, goody. As your bounty obligation has triggered on a double number of, I believe, 44 was the number. But now, normally speaking, if this was a, a single drop, I would just tell you, you know, you feel apprehensive or you noticed a bounty sign with your name on it. Because it's a 22, I'm not going to tell you why that is, and it'll come up during the session of what it is that has caused this to happen. Cass. You are currently walking through the hallways of Horizon Base. You're glancing down every so often at the data pad in your hand and the map displayed there. This base is one of the more unique ones that you've seen in your time with the Alliance, as it was being built in the shell of an abandoned tourist resort. One that apparently is being built back around it as well. Getting to the base has been a chore for you. You arrived on planet, Talcasa, yesterday. However, you had to arrive into the main spaceport of one of the major cities. And then from there, you had to take an airbus, specially controlled by the Alliance, of course, halfway across the continent to where the base is. Now that's not quite as large as we would think of it is, because remember this is Star Wars travel times, so it would be like taking you to a different city in regular terms. Since then, you've only had a few hours to get accommodated with the somewhat confusing layout of the hotel, the spa, some of which is already up and running again, and the military base that is being put back together in the proverbial shadow of this place. Now you finally arrive at your destination, the Horizon Base Command Center. Underground, it is a circular room with about half a dozen computer stations built in along the walls. In the center, on a raised dais surrounded by a number of hollow monitors that are tracking countless data streams of information, is an Alliance officer. He's human, stout, and has a head of neatly trimmed and combed brown hair that's honestly as much gray as brown at this point. On noticing you, he flicks a hand in the air, and about half of the hollow images vanish away. Ah, Flight Officer Wakewake, is it? Yes, sir. I heard you made it planetside. Commander Dages. Speaks highly of you. Thank you, sir. Now he steps down and offers a hand forward. Well, actually, first there would be a salute, and then after that he would offer a hand. And uh, he's a, for all intents and purposes, looks like a rather kind man. He introduces himself as uh, Captain Colmar, the base CEO. And he raises his hand and he says, Now, you'll have to forgive me, but I'm afraid that we haven't time to let you acclimate to your new surroundings. 
I have a mission coming up, a supply delivery, and I'm putting a team together to undertake the mission for the Alliance. I'm putting you in charge of that team. Okay, sir. They're on their way back from a mission right now. They were successful. I'm just reading through the reports right now. It's uh, interesting. Anyways, if you do me a favor, any motions over and a uh, Cathar woman, so sort of a cat lady type person, also in an Alliance uniform, makes her way over. And he says, my aide Raya will show you to uh, your bunk in the barracks. We'll get you settled in. And by then, hopefully your team will be back. Thank you, sir. So is there anything you want to be doing at the base in the in-between time? Not really. Right. Maybe talking to a few people, just All right. feel my way around. Sure. So it takes you a little while to find your way around. Raya shows you to your bunk and you drop your stuff off. And sadly, like most military places, you don't get your own room. You just get a bunk with a locker and whatnot. But it is a very interesting juxtaposition because underground, it's very militaristic military base. It's sort of things that you're used to being in. When you go up to the upper levels, which are open, they are accessible, they are in use. There is a hangar pad up there, or a landing pad, I should say. It's spacious, and it's this really nice wood or marble floors and skylights that look out onto this jungle vista that goes down to these white sand beaches. You've actually received an email from Mira, uh, Commander Dages, saying that she too is being transferred to the base. And that's because she's actually on medical leave. The last mission that you guys were in was kind of a hairy fight, and she got injured. Wandering around, you've noticed a few other aliens and humans alike working together. One person in particular sticks out to you, because being the pilot and gunner that you are, you naturally make your way to the hangar deck, and there you see a squat toydarian, the blue guys with the snout nose and the little wings, Watto from episode one, wearing a mechanic's overalls and just sort of lording it over the hangar bay. And him and his team appear to be working on what looks to be a Lambda-class shuttle, so the Triwing shuttle from Return of the Jedi. He's like, ah, what, what are you doing? No, that's not where that manifold goes. Oh, you idiot. He flaps his way over. So that's one thing that you pass by. So now we are going to fold the rest of you back in as your transport with Shelve and Matt arrives. The cargo being unloaded, you would know it as a Gathrock freighter. So it's a Millennium Falcon-sized freighter that essentially looks like a metal turtle in its basic shape fly in and land on one of the landing pads and a large shipping container is being unloaded from it. And then after the shipping container comes off, a hunk of metal that after a second you realize is a speeder, or was a, an airspeeder or a land speeder, is also unloaded. What? It was fine. To which point upon seeing the speeder in particular, the Toydarian mechanic just loses his mind of like, what is this? You think we grow these on trees? Oh no, you idiots. Oh my god. Who was driving this? And then you even hear him shout out of, Jad, Jad, was this you at the helm? Oh my gosh, oh no, darn, blasted. Oh, I miss the Republic. Oh, the huts, the huts, they treated me well. Oh. So all of you guys know Kobu, K-O-B-B-U, the head mechanic for Horizon Base. And despite his jabbings at Jab, he likes Jab well enough. Now, Gar and uh, Davik get along with him quite well, being mechanically inclined, as he is. And he also feels a certain kinship towards Vec, being in construction and that sort of thing. But as you two are the mechanics of the group, per se, you're kindred spirits. You, he likes, but you damn hotshots, you ruin the things. And it's like Q with James Bond, yeah. when he's like, would you please not break something that I give you? <laughs> in fact, it might even be more accurate to say that he is the John Cleese version of Q. <laughs> And uh, as you three arrive, Raya has also made her way back, and she says, Oh, um, just we're just going to assemble the full team, if that's all right. Certainly, darling. How long do you think we got to wait? Well, I was hoping that they were going to come with you. 
They had some injuries they need to take care of. Ah, they're just belly aching and malingering. Raya smiles a very playful smile that looks a bit predatory coming off of her lioness of a face. And she kind of laughs and, you know, pats you on the shoulder a little bit of like, how about you? She says, fine, I'll go find them. And heads off and finds you two in the sick bay. Doc, are these guys going to be a while? Nope, they're all patched up, ready to go. I think it's time to run analytics on myself. To run a what? Analytics on myself. I basically contort my body into different shapes. <laughs> do, do like upside down push-ups. Make sure actually, all, all my triggers are... <laughs> I, will, I will assist him in his diagnosis. I'm going to like run a diagnostic on him, maybe. I just picture you sitting cross-legged with a data pad in front of a droid doing handstand push-ups. <laughs> I kick out like this little, like, almost like, sort of like oh, an extension cord type yeah. thing. Like, plug it in, maybe it was like, his head or something. Bend and then just sort of sit down and like start doing that, and yeah, he's doing his... During this, I'm going to use that to, I guess, role-play the expenditure of my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm increasing my athletics by one. Okay. Your servos feel a bit more limber and a bit... They can talk oh, a bit oh, more. maybe updated your firmware. <laughs> well, that gyro is a... As these guys are, uh, are making their way over, they're still on the walk over, the doorway opens up, and uh, from inside the command center, Gar! You boys out there? Yes, sir. Come on in here for a sec. All right. Swaddling. Did the rest of them come in yet? They're on the transit over, so it's still just you three. I'll um, unplug from uh, OB and yeah. put my data pad away, and I'll get up. As I come in, I'll just kind of give a little bit of a nod and go, Sir, I've got to look around. If, if there's a bunch of brass, I'll take off the hat. If not, I'll just kind of give the polite nod and keep going. He's the only brass. All of those computer stations that I described, though, are manned by so alliance then, people. So then I'll give the, Sir, as I come in and walk towards him. <laughs> So I'm looking over the, the Vohai mission, one that you guys would have saw. It's an interesting case file. Anything you guys want to add to this? No. I reckon I wrote anything of irrelevance on the trip back over here. King Anzi's like, yeah, all right. Obi patched us up, and we got some paperwork done. It's good. Yeah. And you guys got the equipment, so job well done there. We're short a speeder. Well, mine took a little damage, sir, but we... <laughs> well, got back on the ship. If, if I might say, if we didn't use the speeder, half of our team would probably be in the gorge. I understand that. And, hey, with our quick thinking, we were actually able to save the speeder rather than just let it expend with the rest of the train. That is true. I will step in and fix it, if need be. Do you make a habit of interrupting your superior officers often? Not often I have superior officers. I just gotta give a wide grin. It's <laughs> because <laughs> these those three times he was like, yes, but I understand. Son? <laughs> he nods, he's like, yeah. Speaking of which, putting the train in the gorge was not part of the plan. Was that an on-site decision? Uh, no, sir. I did not make that decision, nor did anybody else. That was a uh, breakdown communication at the time. Well, I suppose one can't cry too hard over an Imperial supply line going down, so... Either way. Breakdown in communication, you say? I think that would be the best way to describe it, sir. He's like, excellent. That's what I thought it was. We're going to wait for the rest of your team now. Yes, sir. You two make your way in. To find, you know, you kind of come back and you pretty much walk in on the, like, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Feel free. All right. So, you guys enter. Um, and by this point, you've been brought in, but you're sort of off to the side. They haven't quite noticed you there yet. Gentlemen, 
First off, thank you for the completion of the mission and for retrieving those supplies and that equipment for us. It is helpful. Now, I have to admit, I'm in something of two minds here. Because your mission was a success, and you do seem to work well together. However, the word chaotic comes to mind. Now, I understand that circumstances were outside of your control. At an opportune time, my character is going to type in with chaos yet harmony. Have you ever considered wiping him? <laughs> well... No, sir, because that would interfere with the instruction my daddy gave it. Alright. Strictly speaking, taint my drug. Well, folks, the fact of the matter is, is that you are an effective team, and the Alliance has decided to keep you together as a permanent unit for the time being. And in fact, we have another mission for you. However, I feel that a bit more oversight is needed. As such, I would like to introduce you to Flight Officer... Cassia Wakewait. She is the newest member of your team. Take off my hat. And Howdy, is, darling. of this moment forward, your field leader. Well, the closest thing that I've got to a proper salute <laughs> isn't actually very close to a proper salute. Well, ma'am, I don't mind being under a woman when the time is right. Chad <laughs> <laughs> oh. immediately just starts, like, snickering in the corner, like... Oh, yeah, like, the whole time I'm just looking straight at the ground, so I don't want to react to that. <laughs> um, Davik, for his part, will facepalm. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings, and then I'm going to start doing a medical diagnostics. Not, not like, probes or anything, but, like, checking to make sure she is healthy. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Now, without further ado, I think we will get straight to the mission. I'm going to stick out a big paw there to give you a handshake. <laughs> and I shake your head back and I... Give you a hearty welcome. Just be like, where are you from, ma'am? Um, I believe that that is not... This is not the time to discuss that. We should progress with the mission. However, I will gladly... Certainly, darling. Just didn't want to be rude. <laughs> Set the hat back on. If, if, if you don't mind, I would appreciate it if you did not call me darling. <laughs> not a problem, huh? <laughs> I'd take a step away from him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jad just, is beyond snickering at this point and just like And Cass just holds her breath in and is like <sighs> exhales and just I got turns it. away. Captain, you, you were saying, sir? <laughs> so Colmar reaches over and basically grabs one of the holograms and puts it into the center of his display. It's a rotating planet with the name Onderon under it. He says this is the planet Onderon. It's in the mid rim. At the moment, it is under Imperial control, but is highly sympathetic to our cause. The King of Onderon, King Jarethal, has spoken out against Palpatine and his actions of recent years, especially with the recent dissolution of the Senate, and all of the, well, shitstorm going on over the Death Star. In light of this, a local resistance and rebellion has sprung up on Onderon and is gaining traction. At the moment, we do not have the manpower to supply them anything more than a field commander, which we already have. But one of the things that we can do is equip them. So your team is going to be armed, or I suppose given is a better word, a uh, Imperial shuttle that we have acquired, and that Kobu is currently in the process of scrubbing and making sure it's clean and giving new transponder codes to. And then your mission is a simple one. We'd like you to go to Onderon with uh, this cargo delivery. You're going to meet up with our contact and make the trade-off. And then you leave. That's all this is. Simple stop and drop. Alright, sir. And when, when would you like us to depart? Tomorrow morning. Alright. 
Well, sir, if I might ask, what is it that we're stopping and dropping off? Weapons. Anything that's going to show up on a sensor? Nothing that is overly restricted or that we can't give you proper permits for. Bit of a milk run to make sure that all the kinks are worked out between us, then? Absolutely, yes. Well, don't mind the milk run now and again, <laughs> especially with good company. Sir, on the last mission I may have picked up something that these people might be able to... And I looked down at it and looked like really, really like hurt to even say this, but I think that they could put it to good use. But I'm not sure how easy the paperwork would be to get for it, and I'd step out a little bit to the side and show me. <laughs> well, yes, that would be useful. I'll talk to Kobu and see what we can do about figuring out a way to smuggle it in. Yes, sir. That the donation was... is appreciated. <laughs> and Davik will just sort of like give a, a point over. That was part of the chaos from the last mission. Yes, I, I read the reports. Yeah. Our team can speak with very specific knowledge about how effective it is. <coughs> Good to know. <laughs> I think the captain's probably heard about belly aching. Unless you got more pertinent details, sir, ma'am. There's a brief of Onderon in the current situation that would pass out. Not speaking as him, but speaking as me. Are there any questions that you guys want answered about Onderon on the mission? So we're landing at, like, a civilian spaceport? and go Capital ahead. City Vises. At this point, Colmar sort of, you know, pulls up a map. He says, the Capital City Vises is something of a hot pot. Uh, a melting pot, I should say. However, with the integration of the Empire, it has been divided up into, essentially, quarters. Ghettos, then, sir? One of them is. The upper-class areas of the city, and he reaches up and sort of circles two areas, have essentially, for better or worse, become human-only. Those of you who are not humans will need to have proper reasons or disguises for getting yourselves into those areas. The market area, and he circles one down here, is open to all. And then the majority of the alien population lives in this fourth quarter down here, which, yes, has become a ghetto. I believe the locals have taken to calling it Vader Town. Now, in the center of all of this, and he circles a certain part, of this walled city is what's called Yolan Square. It is where the uh, Imperial Palace is, and it is one of the largest gathering spots in the city. And as such, lots of crowds. On top of all this, and working to our advantage, it is currently the Jubilee celebration for King Jarethal. He's going to be giving a declaration to his people, which is going to have crowds out in droves, which means good cover. So we've arranged for you to meet your contact, and he sort of smiles at this, thinking it's quite funny himself, at a Biscuit Baron. Now, all of you would recognize the name Biscuit Baron. It is a galaxy-wide fast food chain with a clown for a, a mascot. The specialties are the Bantha Burger, the Bantha Breakfast Biscuit, and for children, the Jolly Meal. Sir, do, I ha- do we have the name of, the- of our contact? Yes. Kaya, K-A-I-Y-A, Adam Mitrum, A-D-I-M-E-T-R-U-M. She is a rebel soldier, and she is currently leading the local resistance there. How will we know her when we see her? We got a picture in our brief? Yes. Just start flipping through the data pad. <laughs> you find a picture of a, a young woman in her probably eh, mid-twenties. Short bob of a haircut. Kind of looks like it was probably just chopped in the battlefield of like, oh, this isn't annoying. But aside from that, attractive, dressed in sort of patchwork armor and utilitarian clothing. Do we have her blood type? 
How is that important? You um, asking the Metal Girl droid why something might be important when he's asking biometrics? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Identification? He kind of is like, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's in her file. It is. <laughs> I take that and I take any relevant medical data on her for identification. We're inquiring how to identify her, and so I'm storing those pieces of information specifically. And so if she will let me jab her, <laughs> uh, or however you take blood type as a small blood sample, then I can do a decently good identification, I would assume, of a person. Are there any other questions that folks want answered or would like to ask? Is it our responsibility to move the goods, or is that something we're going to find out once we get in contact with the contact? Get in contact with the contact, she should be able to arrange it. What are we likely to run into in the way of Imperial entanglements? Well, that's a good question. He pulls up, picture very, like, a Marvel holograms sort of thing. of like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's not in the movies. So, you know, a swipe, and he brings it back down to planetary size, rotates it around, opens it up to uh, the capital city again. It says, in ISIS, there is an Imperial training center. Now, that's, honestly speaking, not going to be a major issue for you. They don't tend to send their cadets into combat, but it does mean that there will be a standing garrison there in the city. On top of that, it is a capital city, and so there will be a stormtrooper garrison. The other issue, he shrinks it back down, flips it around, and then pulls up a moon orbiting around Onderon. This is the moon of Duxin. And the Duxin is, honestly speaking, as far as oxygen and that sort of thing goes, completely habitable. However, it is not habitable. 90% of the things on that moon will try and kill you and eat your eyes for juju beans. Which has made this the ideal location for an Imperial prison. Don't go there. There should be no reason for you to go there. <laughs> so there is a small standing Imperial presence on the planet. If you run into trouble, it shouldn't be a major issue. That said, please don't run into trouble. It's a stop and drop. There's no reason to shoot at Stormies. If we're engaged... Obviously, defend yourselves. <laughs> and completing the mission is paramount. However, this is a small cell. This is local resistance. If we bring too much attention to them, we could risk wiping them out. I look back down to the minigun. It's like, how much is too much attention? <laughs> we can let them decide how to use that once it's delivered to them. Good point. Anything else? I mean, all the details are in the, the briefing docket that you have. If we can get a copy of that. Then. Sounds like a walk in the park. Well, why would we take the briefing docket off the base? That sounds like a security breach waiting to happen. Until we leave. Outside of the briefing. Yes. So, in that case, then he nods and says, Excellent. Well, get acquainted with yourselves. Get some rest. You leave first thing in the morning. Well, should I bring this to a quartermaster? Like I said, bring it to Kobu. He'll figure out how to stash it. And, you know, he makes a note and passes it over to Raya and be like, You see that that Toydarian gets to work. No complaining. <sighs> yes, sir. <laughs> Pleasure as always, sir. I would like to have a briefing, not a briefing, but a, a meeting well. with, uh, with my crew. I would like to have, to know who you are and what you do. And uh, Have you been to the bar yet? Us. No, sir, I have not. Well, darling, sorry, my apologies, hon. Uh, <laughs> there's no need to call me sir. You're the ranking officer here. I just figured I might uh, help you out. This is, after all, a... Uh, Lovely or terrible tourist destination, depending on how you see it. <laughs> yes, I was wondering about that. Um, yes. I'd be more than happy to fill you in. <laughs> oh my God. 
Okay, so Raya laughs like she even <laughs> laughs just no, like yeah. Jad is making absolutely no attempt yeah, to disguise his laughter. Raya is point. used to this by now. Colmar <laughs> like, is just like oh, civilian contractors. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that Davik has probably seen enough of this from Jad that he's just like, <laughs> yeah, man. This is this yeah. is your third mission as with this group. You've seen enough from this guy too, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ignorance yet knowledge. <laughs> as a sign off. All right, so we all head into the bar. Damn right, Obi. I'm sorry, head to the bar. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, the bar is. Up top, on the uh, upper levels, as in on the surface, and it is outside. Can I swing by the shuttle before I head to the bar so that I don't take a rifle out to the tourist resort? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you had to drop it off at the shuttle, right? Yeah. You know, you'd have a bunk assigned to you, too. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm getting on the bar- shuttle tomorrow, yeah. so I'm just gonna be like, hey, Kobu, and drop my shit off. And he kind of nods, <laughs> like, ah, guy, good to see you. Hmm. I just need to take a little lady out for a drink, and I'll be back to talk to you about shop. <laughs> oh, always up to your old tricks, are you, my friend? <laughs> no tricks, do my best to play her straight. Flaps along, kind of bobbing. He's like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> I've never met a Dolo without an agenda. <laughs> You're the only Dolo he's ever met. <laughs> I'm bringing the minigun down, too. Yeah. So, uh, we found some extra equipment that uh, I was told that you were going to help us look after. Yes, yes, I got the message from Raya. Figure, oh, Kobu, figure out how to stash away the giant gun in the shuttle so that none of the Imperials see it. Oh, I work my magic for you. And he goes to pick it up. He's like, help me carry it to the shuttle. I I come over. (laughs) I'm I'm walking beside you. It's like, like I've got my hand on it until, like, last possible moment. (laughs) At at some point, Kobu starts swatting and be like, Kids, kids, you're in my way of the work. You let the artist work. Yes. Make sure to charge it up whole before you use it. (laughs) All the good grease. Like, make sure that you know what you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. Stash it away. Don't scratch it. Yes, yes. Military hardware. Uh, Maybe if I put it near the landing gear. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, like, nervously trying to get out before I get a little bit more, like, frazzled. (laughs) I'm going to do the very, like, stand over you, put the hand on the small of the bag, you're like, lifts this way, (laughs) ma'am. And she brushes him off and says, let's go, sir, and just starts walking. So you make your way to uh, the bar, as it's called. It doesn't have a name yet, although eventually it will have a lounge name of some sort. Because it is literally a public bar. Part of the resort, it's up on the top levels. And is a balcony area that sticks out from the cliffside, overlooking, at this point, a beautiful sunset vista setting into the ocean. Picture, you know, your typical outside tropical resort bar, of like the curved bar that makes its way around, very nice stools around it, well stocked inside, uh, a serving droid, is, uh, two serving droids in fact are on the inside, and then a, a variety of tables sort of scattered along this stone patio that ends in a crystal blue pool on the edge of this balcony area that then overlooks the cliff that goes down to the beach. Because like all resorts, pools when there's a beach in walking distance makes complete sense. Any of the patrons, uh, they all look familiar to me? All of them are rebel. Okay, are rebels. Yeah, I just I don't want to have a potentially security yeah. breaching conversation. No, at this point, Horizon Base is still under construction, and the cover story is that these Sunstar Resorts are under construction and renovations with new management and will be open the new season. 
So I go over to the bar, and I get, what is the Star Wars equivalent of beer? Beer. Just beer? They have beer. Okay. Carillion Ale is a very popular one. All right. I get a pitcher of it <laughs> and a bunch of glasses and bring it over and plunk it down on the table. Thank you kindly, huh? <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just going to so, start please. pouring people drinks and sliding them out. <laughs> so everyone, please give me a... You've all worked together. I have not. So please let me know who you are, what you do. Well, I'm Jed, and I'm the wheel man. Well, my name's Gar, and uh, I do a little bit of everything around here. Alright. He, he complains a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just uh, a little. <laughs> I'm Vec. Really, he, he I'm, I'm, I'm sort of just a hired help, something that needs to get done that nobody else wants to do. Demos. Yeah, nobody wants to do that, but I do. Alright. Do we have a mechanic? That'd be me. All right. My name's David. As I said, <laughs> yeah. a little, little bit of everything. All right, and and you, sir, droid, Obi, I believe your name was. Zero B one dash K number B, training droid. Very well then. <laughs> training. That there is the finest meat grinder you'll ever see in these here parts. You just chuck him at a squad of Imperials, and they blend. You really don't Excellent. even need to worry about deboning them. Like, he can do it himself. I swear to you, they're going to be making a game show over this boy here. It's be like, ask you a question, will it blend? And the answer, so far, has almost always been yes. Cass is very impressed by this. How about yourself, huh? You uh, been with the Rebellion long? Several years. My brother was my pilot. I was his gunner growing up, and then we left home. He left first and I left shortly after and have been a member of the Rebellion ever since. I've been uh, traveling with Commander Dejus for the past little while, but she's currently out of commission. So we were both brought here. I believe she has not arrived yet, but she will be. So uh, how much ca- command experience do you have up till now? <laughs> Very little. Pretty easy going group of guys? Yes, you seem to be. I pour myself my second beer. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of equipment were you on? Y-Wing, mostly. What'd you think of that? It's alright. Flies like a wounded pig. Yeah. Yeah, but the guns are pretty good on it. Can't argue with that. My brother used to play swoops. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, your brothers. Yeah. Excellent. So you understand the family thing. I've been looking yeah. for <laughs> I've, I've been looking for my brother. I, I haven't I have no idea where he's gone. Since he left home I haven't heard from him in several years. So no. I like to think that at some point in there, you know, after she made this so you understand comment, that I would have made some kind of Durogian obscene gesture <laughs> while grinning at you. I, if you don't mind, sir, ma'am sir ma'am, I'm gonna go see about Sam? finding something else to drink. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And please call me Cass. Cass. That's easier. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Please, I'm... everyone, call me Cass. No problem, hon. As situation permits, I will call you Cass. I think that she's saying that the situation is right now that you should be call- calling her Cass Ross. <laughs> I'm just tired help. You know, this is the second time now that you've used that excuse, and I am terribly <laughs> glad that we have a new supervising officer, because... You can use that excuse with her, because if you ain't gonna listen, and I'm gonna have to deal with shit coming uphill, I don't like that. 
if you aren't willing to deal with shit going downhill like it should, then I don't want to deal with any kind of superiority over you. Congratulations on your command. <laughs> Thank you very much. I did not think of it that way. I will no longer try to help you when you miss out something. Thanks, boss. And then I go back, and really I'm just looking for something high-proof that I can fill into my flask to light on fire later. The, uh, the droid bartender explains to you that Top Shelf is not free for officers or soldiers. <laughs> and so if you're looking for something flammable... I don't know, man. Two Fingers Tequila is kind of flammable. <laughs> That's not top shelf at all. <laughs> Your droids drink. No, but oil? Is, is oil flammable? If this is just for uh, theatrics and, and narrative, yeah, you, I'm not you get up. Yeah, like, you order the really cheap whiskey that is just like 40 proof. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even have the word Corellian on it. Yeah. Or it's like Corellian with a K and a Y. <laughs> So, when you say you had very little command experience, this is what? Your fifth mission? Uh, first. Oh. Yes. Well, Cass, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you have any uh, outstanding command orders about hierarchy or what have you? Because we're pretty informal sort around here. Well, no, I think that because I'm the new member of this team... I would like you guys to run things by me before you go off and do anything outside of the ordinary, but I think for the most part, I will, I will, we'll see how things work. Keep, and, keep it on I'd, track. I'd yeah. just like to point out that most of the things that we do as a team are kind of outside of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, I'm coming back to sit down, I'm like listening to my flasks, I'm shaking it and then hiding it in a pocket under my jacket. <laughs> well, hon, I certainly don't mind sticking close and running by you. I believe Chaos the Economy is the best description of our team. Alright, well, we'll see how it goes, I guess. On that note, I am going to head to my bunk and prepare for tomorrow. Thank you, gentlemen, for the company, and I shall see you in the morning. I'll instead of, like, left my last thanks to the drink. So, out of character, we just have a shuttle flight in the morning, right? Like, a mile hangover for a couple hours isn't going to bug this mission, right? No. Yeah. Well, there's still the majority of a pitcher of beer in front of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Assuming I'm going to be flying the shuttle? Yes. Yeah, okay. That kind of limits just how much drinking I can do, sadly. Well, <laughs> I don't suspect that on this side of the flight we'll be getting into any dogfights. <laughs> I mean, you should be clear-headed on the other side of the flight, but this ain't gonna hurt Can't either. argue with that logic. <laughs> so, uh, we're getting drunk then, are we? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be getting buzzed. I'll determine what you're getting. <laughs> So it's not discipline. What is it? So it is going to be a resilience check. I get the impression that like Davik stays around with Jad for this kind of thing. He started doing it because he didn't want Jad to get in the crazy shit that he usually does. But it got to the point now, I think, where it's just he does it just because he's used to it. It's just <laughs> habit. It's just habit. Yeah. Keep right. Jad out of trouble. So for the night of drinking, can I call it hard because that makes it roughly comparable to broken bones, large wounds. We can either do this one check at a time, or you can tell me how many drinks in total you're drinking. I guess what I wanted to do was a night of hard drinking. A night of hard drinking is going to be a hard difficulty check. And just throughout the night, I will get progressively drunker based on how badly this roll goes. Yes. <laughs> it's not good for you. No. So the you droid has to carry you back One through. threat. Yep. So I am shmammered, and I've, what, picked a fight with somebody? <laughs> I like that, yes. <laughs> I also failed, but I don't have any, All right. any threat. I will do a night of average drinking. <laughs> so that's going to be two drinks. Two, uh, 
Um, now, that said, when your friend here gets into a fight, you know, I mean, he's your buddy, he's your teammate, and you can't just stand aside for that, and so that complicates things, and you're taking a setback die. Everybody gets setback dies, because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> My job from his daddy is to make sure he's safe. Three <laughs> failure! Oh my uh, god. I got some threat. <laughs> so I'm not sure which direction I need to swing. <laughs> so what you're saying is when I get into a bar fight here, you go, oh, Gar, you can take him. Him and all his friends are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Everyone needs to hold on to their rolls for me for a second. Is your droid the kind following the code that he does in that would protecting him is this diplomacy first of like trying to stop the fight? Or is this just swinging and everything? I would assume diplomacy first, but I have a presence of one. Ryan, what did you have? I had three failure with my net. Three failure was your net? Yes. You got as drunk as he did somehow. <laughs> what did you have? One failure. One failure. You're drunk and you have a bit of hangover. There's less of me to get. You have, I have two threat. That's it. So you failed That's too? My net. Easier success. You got in on the fight too. <laughs> okay, question for clarification here. Alderaan has already happened, right? Yes. Okay. So can the thing that starts the fight be me loudly talking about the fact that Alderaan was relatively mineral rich and those shards of that planet could be harvested? Yes, it could. (laughs) (laughs) Because, well, they're already dead. (laughs) James, what are you trying to do to stop this fight? Uh, Try diplomacy first. All right, so build me your diplomacy pool, and then I'm going to tell you what to add in on that. So I get one green die. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is going to be an average difficulty check. But for the uh, two loud and drunken assholes here, you're taking two setback die. And for the Alderon comment, you're getting upgraded to a despair. So that's going to be one purple, one red, two black. Charm or coercion, depending on how you're trying to break it up. Okay. Which are both based off of. Yeah, I have neither. Neither as a skill. So then for my narrative reasons, are you being like, they didn't mean it, I'm sorry, like, please, let's, let's, or are you being like, you don't touch my master? <laughs> Passion yet serenity. <laughs> Witch check. <laughs> that sounds like you don't touch my master. <laughs> That's going to be, uh, my orders are not to let people harm him, but, so I want to step in front. Right. Right, so he's picked a fight and this person's getting up, and so I want to try and dissuade them through, I assume, charm. Dissuade them with charm, but more so that you're a... Yeah, charm so, it is. So how late in the day, or fucking afternoon, because this was a morning briefing, did, did we start this fight? Because I presume on our first beer we didn't decide to start talking, but... Well, there was a thing. sunset described. Oh, oh yes, yes, so. yes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yes. New bar, is there a bouncer yet? No, there isn't a bouncer <laughs> in the military bar that yep. is only open to military people right now. Three failures, one threat. You guys are so, awesome. we're going to do a star wipe. <laughs> Screen wipe in typical Star Wars fashion. Does it come back to us in the break? Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, it specifically comes back to you at four in the morning. There is a knock on your bunk. You wake up and there's someone standing over you. Okay, do we actually brawl with them? or? Oh yeah, there was a full-on brawl fight. I'm not figuring out the damage because I'm not having you kill rebel soldiers. A rather annoyed-looking military police, which the rebel alliance does not have a lot of, there's like three for the base, is standing over you right now holding a data pad. Excuse me, <clears throat> You sir. flight officer Wakewait? Yes, sir? Yeah. Were you just put in charge of a team? Yes, sir. Yeah. They're in the brig. He passes you a dead <laughs> Oh, for the 
the love of God. Is she, will you give me a moment to compose myself and I'll meet you in the hallway? Leave him there as long as you want. <laughs> he turns and walks away. Fair enough. Yeah, I go back to bed until the morning. <laughs> okay. So you all wake up in the break with hangovers. <laughs> I'll kind of look over at Dan and be like, oh Christ, it happened again. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, that was good. You have a very uh, odd definition of good. Well, we won, didn't we? <laughs> We're in the break. I can't remember. Affirmative. I take it my knuckles are no longer on my person because I won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I think they took the stuff. <laughs> what is the latest that I could get them so that we can still make our shuttle on time? We can say that you did just that. You were greeted at the door by a, a rather large and burly MP with a large black eye and swollen lip. Yeah, yeah, guess what planet he's from. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> that there was probably the comment that got his friends in on it. <laughs> you signed for them, I assume? Yes. Why do I feel like I'm going to become the mother of the party? Sorry, Cass. Howdy, hun. Sleep well? I don't say anything. I just open the door and point at Point. Thank you, ma'am. I'm gonna kind of stagger out. I do believe I need to collect my things from the guard station. Uh-huh. I kind of give the, I mean, the guy a nod. He's like, sir. He glares at you. <laughs> you know how to throw and take a mighty good punch. He refers to you as something that you wouldn't mention around your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so your gear is collected, and I will not take away gear that was paid for and started credits, so <laughs> your stuff is all returned <laughs> this time. <laughs> Now, that said, you in particular, Jad, man, you had some bad whiskey dreams. Bad. Terrifying nightmares, in fact. You remember just after you didn't throw the race, trying to escape, you remember being dogged by this one bounty hunter. The man stalked your nightmares. He was on you all the time. And you never got a name off. But you remember the distinctive shape is the look of him stalking down the hall T-shaped visor on his helmet anyway okay (laughs) so you all with one exception two exceptions arrive rather hungover at the shuttle hair of the dog I'm going into the flask Kobu spots he's like you know fly my ship yes you think anybody (laughs) would let me fly one of your ships Uh, no no don't no, I'm not gonna fly your ship. Jab will kind of look up at him, with, like shielding his eyes. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We, we got pilots. It's all right. It's all right. Cool. You don't break my ship. Uh, okay. No, you don't break my ship. It's his ship. You don't break his ship. I've never broken his ship before. He's not. That's a lie. <laughs> I didn't break it. The Everybody bolts get did. on the goddamn ship. Hun, don't be so loud when you give a direct order. You <laughs> shut your mouth and get on the goddamn ship. Sorry, Cass. Kobu starts laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm like five foot two and twenty one years old. He's hovering beside you at yeah. a note eye level, <laughs> and just as like everyone's on the ship and you're walking on last, he gives you a pat on the shoulder. He's like, "Oh, good luck. <laughs> good Thank luck. You. you need it. <laughs> they are good boys. Crazy, crazy as blaster pack in Bantapu, but good boys. Do we hear that? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> so that's the thing that can happen. I right? resemble <laughs> that from my. Which, which one of us is the poo, and which, which one of us is the blaster pack? Uh, so we I get... let you figure it out. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty good at telling tall tales. It'll, it'll be better by the time you see me next. I'm just gonna kind of go meander into the cockpit and start flipping switches. <laughs> I'll help you with the astrogate. Before we take off, I gather everyone in the in the main room. I don't. How, how did the ship work? They're like a hangar bay. I guess. Is what this it? a lambda or what is this? Yeah, it's a, it's a lambda. I'm looking through the, the ship for water. <laughs> not quite the size of this room. It might be later and a bit different, but that's basically the space that you have. Yeah. Okay. You have one large common room. Oh, yeah, so there's small cargo holds along the side, and then the cockpit up front. I'm going through the small cargo holds for water. I know it's here somewhere. <laughs> yes, you do find some. <laughs> I'm sitting in that common room. Is there a table there? Nope, there are just chairs. Okay, Can so we assume like this isn't the first time that you and I have been hung over <laughs> together, and therefore you brought me water in the cockpit? Yeah, yeah. You're not in the she cockpit. Wants you in I the want everyone in the main room. room. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, wa- I'll wander up with water bottles and just kind of like... Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I don't want to know what happened, but That's if good. it happens again, I am not bailing you out of jail. I don't know you. You are not my friends. And so if this shit happens again, you're on your own. Now let's get this so mission you're on the No. We are moving forward with this mission. Let's go. Right. But if we're in jail, you ain't gonna be able to do the mission on your own. So I, I'd just like to know exactly when, ma'am, you're gonna plan on deserting the rebellion so that I can act accordingly. And once again, Jad sort of got his hands <laughs> trying not to laugh audibly. <laughs> I am not deserting the mission. Excellent. not to behave like that again when I am in charge. And so for the duration of this mission, I am in charge and you will not behave like that again. Do we understand? Fully. Around the room. Sar- sarcasm. All I got is water. <laughs> Primary mission cannot be overridden. Yes, and that is what we are focusing on at this moment. <laughs> Let's... So, Jad, sir, if you please... You need a little assistance with the astrogate? Yeah, I can use a little help with that. Is there, like, Try a it. corner of the ship that I can, like, go in and shut the door? And cry. <laughs> cry. <laughs> yeah, there's probably, like, one of those, like, cargo hold pods that's really only as big as you. Like, maybe a bit bigger. One of them's empty. Okay. In an attempt to mitigate hungoverness, <laughs> average difficulty medical check? I'm fine with being hydrated for the next couple hours as we fly a shuttle. Like, yeah, 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 like, I'm not, I'm not going to give them setback die for this, so... No, you can't get rid of their hangovers. <laughs> now, they like a stim pack or something, like an actual chemical to inject them with? Yeah. Sure, but... Yeah. I'll help with the astrogate. So who's giving the trained boost There's... and who's giving the untrained boost? I got three intellect and one astrogate. Well, you'll give them the trained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got three intellect and no astrogate, but as a Duros, I automatically get one advantage. I'll give you another advantage. Okay, wait. Do you have any skills in astrogation? No. I've got skill of mastication. Okay, yeah. So you're the one doing the check then. Okay. He's trained to actually astrogate. He's not. Fair enough. So he can't do it and then just use my skill because I'm sitting beside him in the cockpit? You can. I'm just saying, narratively speaking, you're the one doing it. Ah, okay. Okay. But it's so it's your skill and then whatever the highest attribute between the three of you is. I have a four. And so it's a four. Okay, so you got four int? Okay. Okay. For Ryan's helping you, though, you can have one boost die. Okay. So and so what's my difficulty? Well-established route is generally an easy check. Nearby system. Uh, an average difficulty. 
I have a triumph, a success, and a threat. And then I get an advantage because of the duro, so ne- no threat. And so I have a triumph and a success. You astrogate the hell out of that astrogation. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you cut the travel time in half, and what was supposed to be a two-day trek is going to take a day. Yeah, I probably only need like seven to eight hours to get <laughs> yeah. clear of the mind again, so whatever. <laughs> it's all good. So does anyone have an issue with wiping over to Andron, or is anyone doing anything on the shuttle? No. Nope. I know she said she didn't want to drink a lot of water. But at some point, I'm going to give her the statistical details of the combat. <laughs> Does that include things that were said? That doesn't sound that, like that, it could be given in statistics. <laughs> Unless they were aggravating, aggravating, Aggra- exactly. aggravating taunts. No, no, but aggravating instances or things that combat that, that sparked it. Spiral enjoyed, right? So once we're engaged, did someone do something to change the flow of the battle? I understand that. And this isn't me trying to influence what you say. This is me trying to understand clearly. Would your droid have reported on what sparked the fight? Okay. And this is my my lack of knowledge about the code I am trying to follow? Huh? Would a Jedi? <laughs> your Jedi code would tell you that the moment the fight started, you lost. Yeah. The moment the lightsaber is turned on, yeah. you've lost the fight. It's just a matter of how badly you're about to lose. Alright, so you're given a statistical rundown of uh, a bar brawl between all of your crew, and what apparently amounted to almost a dozen members of the Rebel Alliance. (laughs) We held our own! (laughs) A very effective unit. (laughs) The majority of whom were held at bay by the sparring droid. Yeah. So I have two units in brawl. I don't necessarily want it all to be hitting. I want to be able to do, uh, I guess, pacifying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> I've calmed down a little bit. I'm less furious. It's like, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. <laughs> I'm just taking her with a frag grenade with a pocket knife. I bet my computer feet rested on the Astrogate computer with my head out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm the autopilot's so just reminds me of, over, like... That just reminds me of the Rocket Raccoon scene in Guardians where he's... What are you doing? Building a bomb. Why are you building a bomb on my ship? Because don't take my ship apart to build a bomb. Take away all my fun. (laughs) Exactly. So the rest of the day-long journey happens in relative silence. Hangovers mostly have cleared away by this point, but there's that lingering headache that's going to be with you for the rest of the day. Soft playing Johnny Cash over the speakers. (laughs) (laughs) And you exit out of hyperspace into the space lanes above the planet Onderon. And they're fairly busy, so transports go to and fro and whatnot. It's your typical traffic session. I'm going to lean over to the comm and just be like, Cass, you're up. We're here. Okay, don't wake up. Uh-huh. I guess i got work to do. Well, that's why you got to sleep with your feet on the astrogation computer. She vibrates when it pops out at hyperspace. <laughs> uh, over the comm, there's a crackle of unidentified shuttle. Please state your business and intent. Cass, we're being hailed. I come up to the front and I say... I gotta repeat the message there, like, just going... <laughs> so she can hear it literally. Unidentified shuttle. Please identify yourself and state your intent. I honestly have no idea what I'm actually supposed to say. Probably the lie. Yeah. I guess out of game, did we did we know what the shuttle's name was? I guess we never really found that out, what did we? No, but like, it, you, you would have what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as your your cover story, is just that you're delivering cargo to planet. It's a cargo run. How well you can tell that lie, though, is going to be a deception check. Woohoo! I don't have that. Neither do I. Welcome to a fun skill, by the way. Oh, neither do uh, I. <laughs> but can I aid? Yes, you can aid. Yes. Is that what you're asking? This is what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it's here is good at lying? Who's either at good at lying or very cunning? 
Not at all, and it's untrained for me, so you get a boost die. You don't get anything special. Yeah, you get a boost die. There is a heavy, almost palpable feeling in the air. You in particular, you've got a bad feeling about this. Uh, Upgrade your dice. Your average difficulty of two purple becomes a difficulty of one difficulty purple and one challenge red. Two success. Ah, excellent. Seriously? Yeah. I figured at this point I'll be back in like the engine room or something. For where the I showed you the map. There's no engine room. Well, the engine. <laughs> Make myself useful. I'm still in the big open room, just like fiddling with a bomb. Cool as anything ever. You just sort of click back. Ondor on control. This is shuttle X. Whatever. Delivering a, uh, a shipment of vaporators for some moisture farmers in the highly moist jungle planet. But you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they buy it completely. It's a rich farming industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're wholesalers. They buy it from lots of people <laughs> and then sell it to other planets. And you are cleared to land without any problems. Capital city of Isis. So, this is the city. Mm. Ooh, pretty. Has cool. a somewhat Roman feel to it. What are you guys going to do? Literally doing the co-pilot thing. The shuttle comes in, you land in, uh, it's an open ceiling starport. So you just sort of land down on your particular docking berth that you've been assigned. You set the cargo to be transported off to uh, its holding area. Is the cargo in crates? Yes. Are they secured shut, or would I be able to look what's in them? Mag sealed. If you know the code to open them, you can look. I don't. I'd really love to know which one has that minigun in it. Just gently caress them. <laughs> Just want to make sure that that one's okay. So once my post-flight check is done, uh, I take off the headgear, put my hat back on. Your ball game. All right, well, we're scheduled to meet with... Kaya. Kaya. At the Biscuit Baron. Presumably make our way to the Biscuit Baron. That's great, because I can eat the hair set of a Wampa Burger right now. Well, let's go. Anybody know what firearms laws are like on this planet? Your packet says that you are allowed to carry, but they have to be secured. What does that mean? Snapped in. I have a rifle, so do I have to put it in like a rifle bag, or what? No, you can carry it. Yeah. I'd say like it's like slung on your back or something, maybe. Those of you that read through your package, actually... Actually, I'm probably the only one that did. No, I did I skimmed it as long as I had until I got into the bar. So you know it's a jungle planet. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be a layabout, but I mean, like, I had a night of heavy drinking planned. <laughs> so I, I crammed as much as I could in that time. <laughs> so Onderon is a, a monarchy-ruled planet, but it is a, a very proud people, and it has a very strong warrior culture to it. Warrior and hunter, specifically. A lot of the planet is untamed, and uh, a subculture of these people are our group known as the Beast Riders. It's fairly self-explanatory. That's a subculture that has gone down in popularity and prevalence over the years. So while it still exists, you don't see it all that much in the city. So you make your way through the starport and the merchant quarter to Yolan Square, and you arrive at Biscuit Baron. And as you walk in, sure enough, you see a number of signs advertising the Bantha Breakfast Biscuits, the Quick Snack, the Jolly Meal, and of course, the Dubak ribs and the Bantha burger Bantha. with blue sauce. Bantha burger. Not burger. I like that blue sauce. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Does it taste like blue? It's oh, got it's a like blue milk. They import it all the way from Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe on Tatooine they import it from somewhere else. <laughs> so it's a fairly busy restaurant. In fact, it's quite packed. There's lineups going up to. Uh, you know, the cash where, you know, you hear a number of people being like, welcome to Biscuit Baron, may I take your order, please? Lots of people cramming into tables and whatnot. And Yolan Square itself is packed full of people at the moment. We're talking massive throngs of crowds. 
Trafalgar yeah. Square in the summer? Yeah, Trafalgar Square during the Jubilee. You give a scan, do I see the uh, mm. one we're supposed to be meeting? Yes, eventually you do. It takes you a few minutes. But eventually you spot Haya. She's kind of near the back. Why don't you get a meal from the looks of it? She's dressed in regular clothes. In fact, it took a moment for you to spot her out because she's dressed wearing, you know, typical to what the locals are wearing. Give a sigh and then line up like I'm buying food. <laughs> takes a good 15 minutes for you to get up to the front of the line and you were greeted by a very, you know, a young teenager. Are you guys all joining as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sitting down. Welcome to Biscuit Baron. How may I take your order? You said young teenager, male, female? Female. Female. Howdy, darling. What would you recommend? I'd recommend the, the Bantha Burger with blue sauce. Well, then that's what I'll have, surely enough. Uh, would you like that upsized? Is it worth it? Always. Then, yes, indeed. <laughs> so she smiles, rings that through, charges you eight credits for it. I give a very wide smile. i like, where would you like to stand in there? Oh, just off to the side. And sure enough, your meal comes out just a few minutes later. And, you know, you get the tray with a hefty burger on it. A gallon of uh, fountain <laughs> pop, that, like, is a bucket. And, well, I feel uh, right at home, then. <laughs> you also get an extra large side of hubba chips. I'm gonna hang out and make sure that they all get their food and stuff. I don't want them to abandon the party. <laughs> all right, so everyone who orders food orders food and uh, loses five credits if you get a regular size and eight credits if you upsize it. Three bucks for upsize? Shit. <laughs> you see that your sides are much larger than theirs. <laughs> so, I assume you're approaching Kaya? I'm following the commander's lead here. Hello, Kaya, is I, am I getting this right? She uh, looks up and she's like, Cass, wonderful to see you! Sanderson you know, stands up, gives you a big hug, kisses you on the cheek. She's like, I haven't seen you since college. This I is know. so great. Oh. I, I didn't know it was you. I, you, look, you look great. I didn't know it was you. You look great. Yeah, I know. So. Roll me a deception check, please. <laughs> that is going to be an average difficulty. You were going to get a boost for the throngs of people around you actually like muffling the conversation and whatnot, you are going to get a setback for the fact that you weren't expecting this. So I have four successes and four threats. Oh, Jesus. So with that, you guys sit down in the, the corner booth that she has in the restaurant. You know, she smiles and like, as far as anyone looking could tell, she's chatting up with old friends and, you know, or an old friend, at least in new acquaintances and being like, you know, so what do you guys do? And really she's like, so do you have the equipment? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Excellent. Your corner booth is on a, a patio veranda of the Biscuit Baron, sort of just on a balcony that overlooks Yolan Square. But my character is going to pull up her record and make sure, line for line, her appearance matches matches the person we are supposed to be meeting. Her appearance matches the person that you were described to be meeting? Yeah. If you try and pull up her background record, a large portion of it is redacted. So she, you know, so she's like, you have the equipment? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's back in the hangar. Good, so you can move it. So are you going to require us to move it, or are you going to have that taken care of, or...? What's the bay number for your shovel? I assume one of you has it. Yeah. 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 Probably one of the ones that yeah. landed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just slide a piece of paper across the table. She makes a note of it. She says, all right, I will need 12 hours, and then we'll have that unloaded from you guys. You reckon it's safer for us to sit in the shuttle for 12 hours or mingle about the crowd? I just probably mingle for a little bit so it doesn't look quite so yeah. odd that you're just waiting at your shuttle for your pickup, but aside from that... I'm That's sure. great! That's Sweet. great. We're going to have a good time tonight, guys, aren't we? That's right. I look do. around <laughs> smiling at all of you. Before show for you. Yeah, I'll, kind of, I'll look over at um, Kaya. Kaya and, so where's the nearest bar? Or better yet, where's the nearest place that's not a bar? <laughs> Uh, Ryan, we're only a perception check. Okay. And I'd like it against a hard difficulty check. Okay. 
Three threat is the net. As you are sitting down at the start of this conversation, you catch a glimpse of something out of the corner of your eye, like a, a shadow passing in the crowd, that just sort of catches your eye, but when you turn, it's not there. Well, ma'am, if you're looking for us to <laughs> visit a bar, I suppose we could always hit a body house. Bar it is! Let's go! Kaya sort of nods. She's like, well, I can give you directions, I guess. Well, hey, it was great to see you. We'll have to keep in touch. Absolutely. So she stands up to hug you and stuff, continue the ruse. Uh, as she does in the square itself, the crowd itself converges, not like actually moves, but sort of shifts itself towards the dais set up in front of the royal palace in the middle of the square. You can hear like a fanfare of trumpets picking itself up, and you know, and the crowd kind of lets out a cheer. Before we part ways with Kaya, I'm just going to be like, man, I appreciate it. it ain't the time to be introduced myself right proper, but I got to go flick with my card and where you'd send a personal message to me on HoloNet or whatever. <laughs> you ever want to look me up, I'd appreciate it and return the call. Kind of a quizzical look to you. She's not entirely sure how to take this, actually. <laughs> so she takes the card and says, thank, thank you. It's my policy to have my number in the hands of as many beautiful women as I can manage. <laughs> She uh, smiles a deadpan smile. <laughs> Thank you very much, she Jar, says. Let's go. To the dais? Sounds like a great idea. As you guys are getting up, the crowd turns itself towards, and, you know, the king comes out and takes his place at the center of the dais. Large, hollow screens on either side, literally as tall as buildings, light up. As a middle-aged man, dressed in, uh, again, some of the Roman, Roman-esque attire, crown on his head, steps forward, he's like, My people! My subjects! And the crowd gives it a cheer. Yeah. I'm getting in on it. <laughs> There's the royal band that plays him in. Okay, who has the highest coming? Three. Okay, so three. Who has the highest rank in production? Three. All right, so who wants to roll this? Anyone can roll this. It's a group check, but it's going to be two green and one yellow. I will count myself out since I did not contribute to them making that. <laughs> Jason, you're rolling me two green and one yellow? <laughs> Uh, however, you are rolling up against a extreme daunting difficulty. This is going to be four difficulty check, and you were taking two setbacks from the crowd. You do it, Jason. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> two failures and one threat. <laughs> okay. Now, again, this is not your check. This is oh, the entire group. Yeah, I... I so as you guys, I mean, there's a lot of people, you're going to kind of, it's, the sounds are almost deafening around you. And you do notice in the dais, two other members of what appear to be the royal family, two other men, each younger than the man at the dais. And uh, the king starts going on in, in his speech, thanking his people for his jubilee celebration and for their years of loyal service and for continuing to hold their faith in him. And then he changes the tone of the, of the speech and begins to speak about what it means to have faith in a governing body and what it means to have faith in someone over you and what happens when that faith is abused and well today my subjects today my people I tell you and the sniper blast pierces his head temple to temple the crowd erupts in screams as this poor monarch's head explodes on a skyscraper sized hollow screen can we tell where the blaster block came from now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. And you catch it only for a glimpse. And you spot on a tall building, far away. Almost too far away to see, in fact, a figure. I take up my macro binoculars. 
Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for everyone else then, you see basically a shadowed figure there and then gone. You look up. And as you look up, you see in your binoculars a figure in dark green armor holding a sniper rifle with a Mandalorian-style helmet accented not in red, but in yellow. You've seen this man before. It's the bounty hunter that was hunting you down. Oh, goody. And for just a second before he turns and walks away, you're certain that he looks at you. From as far away as he is, there's no reasonable way that he should be able to see this. But you're certain that he has that moment of, like, looking at his kill, and then the head tilts to look straight at you. And then he's gone. Guys, we may have a problem. Uh, we have a problem? Does it mean getting off the street because we don't want to be armed in a crowd when it's us nation just took place? <laughs> that might be part of it. Yeah, <laughs> start moving towards the uh, shuttle. Yes. Yes, let's go. Alright, so Kaya then is like, best of luck to you and books off in another direction. Is she like, best of luck and um, turning or best of luck and like I faster than I can react kind of thing? Turning. Okay. I'm going to reach out and catch her arm just be like, do you need us to be sticking around, or would you need to go in our separate ways here? She kind of gives a shrug. She's like, you do what you need to do. If you want safe haven, I'll provide it, but I need to get to my people. Okay. As I'm letting her go, I'm looking at you. Uh... Hun, you make this call right now. I will stop calling you hun or darling or what have you. You will be Cass. All right. I'm already on my way to the shuttle. Let's go to the shuttle. As we're walking in Doris, I'll look at Jad. Like, who'd you see? It was him. So, after the bang, I would have positioned myself in between where the bang would have come from and him. Yep. It's like, <laughs> now Davik looks just as uncomfortable as Dad <laughs> after their brief conversation in yes. Alright, now you are pushing your way through a, a massive crowd of people that are currently panicked. Like, the police are out right now trying to be like, please maintain order, and that's just not working at all. And it's too quickly still for riot police to have shown up to try and maintain things. So, essentially, you're walking through chaos. So in the same way, then, I'm going to need another group check to find out how quickly you guys get to your shuttle. And I'm going to need an athletics check. So I need the highest athletics check that you have and the highest brawn check. Not me. Not me. Brawn, <laughs> two athletics. What was it? Four brawn, two athletics. Does anyone have a higher athletics? <laughs> All right, James, roll me an athletics check, and I want you rolling against an average difficulty, but you're taking two setback die for the crowd. Total is one success, one triumph, and one threat two successes to the time. So you managed to guide the party quite quickly. Like, you dart them down an alleyway, then you, you know, you barrel roll and start shoving crowd members out of the way. There's one point where you see a kid about to be trampled and you just have a moment, you're like, (laughs) grab him and move him out of the way. And that movement actually opens up an alleyway through the crowd for your team to go through as well. As you guys keep moving, though, you do hear a voice of, wait now, hey, you there. You glance over, and fairly far into the crowd, like, there's a fair number of people between you guys, is what looks to be an Imperial officer, in, like, Imperial uniform, pointing at the people with guns. You guys. You! You! Wait there! You! I want to <laughs> have a... Well, I don't know which part I need that destiny point for, but I've got the feeling I'm going to need it for some part. <laughs> uh, okay. Essentially, what I'm, I'm looking to do is get a, a light stick, and using skullduggery to, like, put pocket it on somebody else, get far enough away from them and say, He's got a grenade! <laughs> <laughs> and distract them on the wrong target. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's your skullduggery check? A 
one and cunning three. Yeah, okay, put that together for me. I'm actually going to say that's going to be an easy check, and you're getting a boost after the crowd. So does he need the dusty point for that, or how does that work? Well, I wasn't carrying a blow rod. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and now he is. <laughs> yeah. Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Five successes. Okay. Yay! So yeah, like a, grenade, and then the guy's like, what? You! You there! Get him! And you see two stormtroopers tackle this random guy that you put up. I tap the droid, it's like, we gotta go now. As soon as the crowd starts to thin out a bit, I'm going to be looking around for something that looks like a speeder I might be able to hotwire. Right, or that well, one of us might be able to hotwire. You guys are actually making good enough foot time that you make it back to the starport. It wasn't a very far distance. And as you arrive at the starport, you see that there are already squads of stormtroopers crawling over it. There is a standing squad at the doorway guarding there are four troopers that are just guarding it. Two other troopers then have, like, the rods, and there's a scanner set up as people are, like, passing through to the starport. Uh, there's a sign up that says, Starport Lockdown, No Takeoffs Allowed. And as if this wasn't bad enough, you hear another... Boom! From above you, way above you. As if atmosphere broke. And all of a sudden, you are eclipsed by the dagger-wedged shape of an Imperial Star Destroyer above you. I roll out a frag grenade in one hand, or do you think? Roll out the other frag grenades. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get somewhere where we can figure out what we're going to do. I don't like being out in the open street like this. Clearly we can't go to the ship, so what are we going to do? Where should we go? Maybe we should try and find your old college friend again. Yeah, I have no idea where to even start looking. That ain't going to happen in this crowd. Well, no. no. I think right now we should probably get Somewhere a little less conspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> Those troopers are searching the ship. We're in trouble. Well, I mean, there's not much we can do about it right now. Yeah. We can rig it and sacrifice the cargo, but we ain't gonna be a fulfilled mission. I thought the stuff was off the ship. No, it was gonna take a day. It was put into a holding, but it's still registered as your ship's cargo. It's still it's still there. Beck, you think you can find us a place to hide? That's not my normal job, but I can see what I can do. I know that all of our cargo is sitting in a, like a bay kind of thing. How difficult would it be to load it onto a speeder or skiff or something? Like, is it on a pallet that we can slide a forklift into, or is it... Yes, it is. Okay. To do all this and get it out of the starport without being seen is going to be exceptionally difficult. Well, without being seen, I would say it would be physically impossible. <laughs> Most likely, yes. <laughs> but I can drive the hell out of a skiff. You can. I don't see how we're going to get this cargo back if we don't do something with it now. There's always a chance they're not looking for it. Ten to I one. hit a state. Ten to just one. shot. Yeah, but 10 to 1 says this lockdown's about trying to stop the killer from getting off-world. Yeah. Not about searching cargo. It's not about searching cargo for about 40 minutes, give or take. They could also be looking for how they got on planet, too. That said, ma'am, it's your call. <sighs> I'm seriously at a loss. What do you guys think? I say we leave the cargo. Collateral damage. Unforeseen circumstances. I can make something spark, which might make people want to go check it out, and then when they're checking it out, something much bigger will explode. My concern is losing the ship. Because the ship is just a ship without the cargo attached to it. Right? If they find the cargo, they'll seize the ship. And then we can't leave the planet. If he sparks a bay that tanked ours, we suddenly have a real good reason to try to force our way to get our cargo out. We're afraid that terrorists who shot the king is going to be taking our cargo too. And I mean, we're small business people. We can't afford to lose that. 
I heard reports that there's somebody with a grenade nearby in the crowd. Right, and then one of these cargo bays that wasn't ours went up like nobody's business. We just got here. Right, so we had to get our stuff, because obviously this situation's every man for himself. But of course, Cass, it's your call. We finding your friend, we hiding, we, we, we saving this cargo. Because if they find those weapons, we ain't got a way to get off this planet no more. Yep. To me, that is my biggest concern, is making sure that we can get out of here. So, if we can do it in a way that we can retrieve the weapons as well, but number one priority's got to be getting out of here. <clears throat> what do you need to rig? I'm going to sort of move my coat back and then hold up my toolkit so that you can see what we've got to work with kind of thing. <laughs> Keep in mind, no matter what we do with this cargo, we still got to get this ship off world and there's something mighty big looming overhead. Yeah, that ain't happening today. I think we need somebody to figure out which one of these skiffs we're taking, though. Alright, do any of them look particularly faster or more capable than the others? You spot, uh, you know, a couple heavy load lifters. One of them in particular looks like it's, uh, has a bit less carrying capacity, but is designed for more long range. So that one looks like it's probably your best bet. And it'll hold everything we've got to carry, we've needed to carry? Yeah, you guys only have about four crates. Alright. I'll point in the direction of the, uh, the skiff that looks promising. You think you can make one of these, uh, cargo bays go boom? I was thinking mostly guys in white armor go boom, but I can make things go boom, sure. Okay, so I don't like using the last destiny point, but can I flip it to say that I notice like an industrial sticker or something like that? Something that I can be reasonably certain has volatile chemicals or explosives or something like that? Absolutely, you can flip it for that. (laughs) Because he needs supplies, so I'm just going to be looking around just be like, I think that's a Qatari Industries uh, bay. I think my daddy did some business with them. I think you've used some of their products before. Mostly on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) You think you can force a door open? Or the sky. Or the vent. We need to get us into that. And you guys need to get a skiff. Please don't abandon us. (laughs) How thick are the doors? The the doors that I assume door bays are shut, sealed. Yes. Okay. Are there vents from this top? Yes. Okay. In which case, climbing up with on my back yep. to get him to the top, and then pulling a vent off the top is probably easier than... Yes. So her climbs check, that's an athletics, I believe? Yeah. All right, then I would like you to roll me an athletics check. It's a somewhat rough building, it's going to be an easy climb check, but there are guards patrolling all over this place. There are random searches going on. Three setback. Okay. Two success, one advantage. Nice. Nice. So can you get both of us up there? For one advantage to carry two people, well... It's two successes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm literally trying to imagine how you did it, though, right? Like, if one of them's on your back, and you're using hands to climb... Well, can I roll a check and use his athletic skill, then, with my brawn? Yeah. Okay, so your athletics is what, James? My athletics is two. Difficulty mm-hmm. is two? Easy with... I'm going to only give you one setback. Yeah, oh my god. Two triumphs and an advantage. <laughs> so I'm picturing him hoisting Vec onto the back, pretty nimbly going up, him extending one of his long arms down and fucking slingshotting me up the side <laughs> as I basically parkour run and I drop into the vent on the triumph. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, so just, you're all in. Like, <laughs> slam! Two fucking oh. triumphs. You're all in there right now. <laughs> As he's going to look at the supplies, I'm going to pop this door open from the inside, but I won't pop it until he's ready. <laughs> yeah, and you've got two times, so you can pop a door. Vec, you let me know if you need help. All right, so Vec, what are you setting up for me? 
apparently setting up some sort of a bomb. Well, I'll stick a frag grenade in it. I don't know what sort of extra damage whatever that chemical stuff would have added to it, but I'm rigging up a frag grenade into a trap so that I can have a timer set to it. Sure. I'm going to unskilledly assist him. This is going to be an average difficulty. You get a boost for 0B1's help, and also because of the chemicals that were found, I'm giving you two more boost die. Two successes, two advantages. Okay. So, I am using Powerful Blast to add an extra damage to it. <laughs> it's eight damage base, and I'm going to use Selective Detonation. Let's see, I've got uh, at least one advantage. What do I want to not blow up here? Our skiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the explosion doesn't touch the skiff. Yeah, and it's going to do, yeah, 11 damage. Alright, and now for you guys, stealing a skiff. Yes. I'm basically coming along, keeping cover. So as soon as we're getting ready, I'm I just announcing things to them so they have timeline, so that they know not to steal before. Yeah. yeah. So this is a mechanics check. Yes. But you're using your cunning. Oh, probably. Because you're trying to hide that you're doing this as you're doing it. <laughs> That's fair. Can I assist him using my intellect as a skilled assist? Because I do have a rank in mechanics. <laughs> it's cunning and mechanics. Okay. Now, so that said, you can give him the unskilled. Yeah, I'll give, give you the unskilled okay. have a boost. All right, so he, you get a boost there for that. Yep. You're going up against an average check. Okay. But the idea that the bounty hunters after you guys is weighing down on you. And you're taking two setback die for the stormtroopers. Don't forget you have gearhead, I think. Yes, I do. So I'm just taking one setback. Um, Since I'm assisting. So the thing that I'm saying over the radio when we're ready to go, just be like, there seems to be something strange going on around the warehouses, boys. I think some of the terrorists might be there. Are you all okay? Uh, I got two successes in the advantage. <laughs> I'm just uh, concerned about uh, In fact, I'd say with the advantage, you what even managed to you know, get a bit of, oh, like, you personally get hit for you. Boom. All right, so your speeder is ready. <laughs> you are prepped. <laughs> so, boss, do you think it'd be a good idea or a bad idea to rig my other frag grenade to go off for a proximity? Uh, so when people come to check on the explosion. Bad idea. I don't think we're looking to kill any of first responders this time. There's a lot of white armor guys around. We very much are, but we have no guarantee that they're the first responders. Yeah, no, that's fair. Boys, do you have the car to bring around? The docks seem real dangerous right soon. We're right on track with that. Alright, <laughs> so out of character so that I understand. The idea is for you guys to exit, mm -hmm. hop in the skiff, and then drive in and steal your cargo, go talk to some people. No, the idea is for us to exit, go over to where they are, have the thing explode, and us go, oh my god, the terrorists are attacking the docks, <laughs> yeah. and then go pick up our cargo because we go, please, please, we're small business owners, we have to save our cargo, the terrorists are on the docks. <laughs> Alright, so who is taking this deception check? It can be a group check if you like, <laughs> but I need to know who is actually doing the deceiving. I got sweet cunning, but I've got nothing in deception. I've got no ranks in deception. But... No ranks in deception. Am I there, then? It's going to be one check to deal with. Oh, okay. Pick up, okay. drive around, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. please, please. Yeah. I cannot help. Or at least I cannot add. Can we each give else. him a boost? <laughs> <laughs> I have cunning to no ranks. So it sounds like it's all you, Ba. I'm just saying, there is one light side point right now. I honestly think we should probably use that light side point right now. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Every time can, we have one, use it. Can, can we call it like when the thing goes up? The guys in the shuttle bay leave, and we don't have to even talk to yeah. them. No. Uh, <laughs> but it does give you a yellow die in that pool. 
Mechanic stuff first. So, Jason, what's the pool you have right now? Like, game mechanics oh, okay, first. okay, yeah. So I have one boost, two ability, one... Proficiency. Proficiency. Okay. You know what? This is life or death anyway. So I'm going to say that your difficulty check is going to be two difficulty, so two purple and one challenger red. I'm going to give you two boost die and one setback die, both for the explosion. Okay. So now I've got three boost, two ability, one proficiency versus one setback, two difficulty, one challenge. Challenge? Yes. What'd you roll? Two successes. Okay. To advantage. Okay. And triumph. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> you guys hop in this meter. <laughs> Turn your way around. As this is happening, one of you even manages to find some like spackle, like not even actual paint, but like the kind of stuff that you use to like cover up cracks in concrete, and you splatter it over the logos on your speeder that you just stole. <laughs> just in time to pull up, and as you do, you know, you very calmly get out and sort of Oscar-winning performances of just being the concerned citizen of, oh my god, can you believe that happened? And boom, this column of fire comes up from the other docking bay, going up and actually taking out a squad of stormtroopers that were walking by it as it was doing it. Can I have it? So, because I use the selective detonation, yes. so that it specifically doesn't hit us, we're like going past a pillar, <laughs> and the fire goes around the pillar. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> to at which point the stormtroopers all start freaking out, and you know, are, are now going to and fro, and emergency responders are showing up. And then I believe it was probably Gar who makes his way up to uh, the one lone Imperial Ensign whose job it is to keep people out now. He's like, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, sir, you can't go in there right now. Hold my ear because there was just an explosion. You just play, please, uh, please, the terrorists are on the docks. The terrorists are on the docks and we need our cargo. This is going to end us. All of our possessions are in this bay. Okay, okay, okay. And he then kind of like waves you through. <laughs> this kind man will let us through. Please, please. <laughs> we don't how many of them there are? <laughs> just boot it the skip. Just take it off. <laughs> Alright, so you make it into uh, the cargo bay. Load your cargo onto the skip, I'm assuming. <laughs> and then... GTFO. <laughs> just like, get out of the uh, city limits. Yeah, because we actually don't have that far in the plan worked out yet. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, in that case then, Ryan, I need a uh, pilot planetary check from you. Alright. What's the difficulty on that? Well, it's going to be an average... Uh, no, actually, it's going to be a hard difficulty. I got three and one. Any of that uh, help you? No, I'm rolling four and... That's you what can I'm have rolling. a boost die. Yay! <laughs> and uh, I did flip... Yep. Yep. Because, man, this is all just scary shit. Destiny uh, <laughs> is working against you at the moment. Well, actually, it's working for you quite well, but <laughs> the stakes are very high. As you were literally... Like, the cargo was loaded up. It's on the back. Everyone else is piled in. And you basically just pivot this thing on and gun it back through the door you just came out of. <laughs> one advantage, two success. You basically, you gun it forward, and as you do, that one Imperial Ensign that was like, kind of turning, he's like, what? wait, what did... No, 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 no! And then he goes and he hits the door. We have to save it! And the door starts <laughs> shutting closed. And you actually manage to, like, kick this thing up onto its side. Like, you've got Gar hanging on by a rail, like, you know, pavement is this far to his face as this thing, like, goes through the door sideways. And then Thank you very much! <laughs> I'll take it from here. 
and you guys blast off back into uh, the throngs, the crowds of ISIS. Uh, and as you do, you feel relieved that you're pulling this off. But at the same time, you can already see troop transports descending from the Star Destroyer. Not for you, but still. <laughs> descending down. And for the briefest of seconds, you are certain that even as you careen past, you pass by a lone Mandalorian figure with yellow and green armor and a T-visor, and you are certain that it's like the distance from me to you that you pass him and he just watches you go by. <laughs> now it's to be continued. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast. For character bios, fan art, and more, check out our wiki page at roguesalliance.wikia.com. Music and sound effects are owned by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, Valve, the Walt Disney Company, or are from the sites freesound.org, freesfx.co.uk, and tabletopaudio.com. Questions and comments can be sent to feedback at roguesalliance.ca. Tune in every two weeks for more of our ongoing adventures as we blow stuff up, learn rules, and generally have a good time.